my Chiefs won again, so Yeah, they uh they're doing pretty good. My Vikings won this weekend, which was great. 
We so, have a bye. We have a we have a bye weekend this weekend, but we play those nasty old Raiders the twenty second of November. And my son, he's not letting me live this down. Oh, mom, isn't it so sad that your Chiefs' only loss was to the Raiders? You know they're gonna lose again. <laughs> I told him to be quiet. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> So uh, yeah, our, our three. So let me know when they're on, and then we'll uh, go from there. Okay. Uh, oh. Big swing must not be on. So uh, here's Eve. what I'm going to do. Uh, I have I have the board up, so I'm going to bring our guest on, and now I'm going to introduce them, and then uh, we're going to talk to them, uh, and we're going to have a good time. So here we go. Ladies <laughs> Are we in Oregon right now? I have no idea what's going on. Everything's legal there. I feel like we're in Oregon. We could easily be in Oregon. This is a weird Man, please tell Hold me I'm not the only one that hears that. No, no you're, you're not the only one, one that hears that. Um, <laughs> you're not losing your mind, guys. Oh, thank God. I thought I was Damon Guerrero and lost. I didn't know where it was. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's what we're going to do. Um, what I want you to do is... Hey, this is Hello. What was that? It sounded like he sounded like he was talking into like the Grand Canyon. What what was that? I know. Every time he said something, it just echoed. Yeah, I don't know what was going on. There. That's weird. Hopefully he'll call back here. Uh, Icon, did we find out who that two forty is? They're still sitting on hold. Uh, I have no idea who that is. Uh, let let me do some checking here. That was just weird because everything everybody was saying was just echoing. I mean, it was just like, hello, 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 hello. Well, and I'm know, not even sure what is, happened to uh, our guest. Well, I, I think what happened is those guys, uh, they were together. And uh, I think they were uh, both calling in on their phone. So they were hearing each other. I think that's what it was. Yeah, but the thing is, everything you were saying, everything everybody was saying was just echoing. It it was weird. So we need to find out who the caller is so we can talk to them. Let's find out. Let's find out. Caller 240, who are you? Yeah, well, are they are they uh, are they calling back to three one three? 
well, let's find out who the two four ears. Uh, oh, all right. Well, yeah, I'll put them on for you. Yeah. Yo. Caller, go ahead. Hello. Who is this? Can we hear Jack this now? Yeah. Uh, uh, is this uh, is this Jason Ferrier and his partner? Yes, sir. It's Jason and Muddy Green with the Capital Vices. That's right. Okay. I was sitting here All waiting right. for the longest time, waiting to give the pitch. <laughs> All right. Go, All right. Uh, go ahead. Give the pitch, then we'll talk to you. Go ahead. Uh, you want to hit it up, Jason? Or, you, know, you got it. You got it. All right. Here we go. All right. Hey, this is Money Green from the Capital Vices. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with your host, the icon, the Big Swing and Granny Holster. Don't forget about All Jason right. right here in the back. You know, I'll tell you what i've uh, I've been uh, I've been waiting to have you guys on for uh, the longest time, so I'm glad that we were able to finally uh, get this thing hooked. Um, we have the Capital Vices on. We have about uh, 36 minutes with the guys. Uh, so here's what we're gonna do here. Uh, do you guys want to give us a little background about yourselves, and then we'll ask you some questions, and we'll go around the room, kind of do a roundtable, and then we'll have some fun. Oh, man, sounds good. You want to go first, Money? You want me to shoot it off? Let us shoot it off. I got to do the introduction. You can follow it up. That's what's up. All right, for those of you who don't know, I am Jason Ferry. I go by Jason, one half of Capital Vices. He's Money Green, Brandon Green, one of, the other half of Capital Vices. Here's the deal. I'll tell you about myself a little bit. I've been doing this 18 years. Uh, I actually got trained got trained on people in the mid-Atlantic uh, territory. Uh, and then um, started off as a street sweeper with my tag partner, Gregory Versetti. Did that for a while. Had some pretty big breakout things. He retired. I did singles for a year. Found my tag partner, uh, Lance Lude, who was a set. Did ROH for three years. Broke up. I started my school in the biz in Virginia. That time, me and Money Green linked up, but just as friends in the wrestling business. And he was in uh, Richmond, and uh, I was in uh, the other side of the state. I had in the biz. Um, yeah, so after I did that, I moved a little bit to D- Denver, Detroit, ended up in Southern Maryland where he had the GXW Southern Maryland. I came there, helped teach for a little while. We ended up turning into crab. We ended up becoming the Capital Vices. Listened to a couple of people's advice, you know, get the Indies, did what we had to do, make a name for ourselves, and just kept building and uh, wait for the right opportunity, the right phone call. So we're just still waiting on those. But, you know, uh, making ground and uh, making a name for us in every different territory, not just setting dormant in one area. I mean, it's, a, it's an old well, man's know, game, and we've been doing it for a long time, you know. Well, you know, it's interesting. You guys call yourself the capital of vices, and you were talking about giving some uh, getting some advice. It's a good thing you guys didn't call yourself the capital advices. <laughs> Facts. Facts. So with the capital vices, that's the seven deadly sins. So, you know. Yeah. We kind of reinvented ourselves with that gimmick, and uh, I guess it's more of a lifestyle, you know, when you believe in what you do and you are who you are, you know, in wrestling you find yourself and find your way eventually and, you know, go to the wall, see what it sticks. Well, you know, I kind of want to – we're, we're gonna go, we got uh, we got the capital vices on. Uh, we got 33 minutes here. I'm gonna ask a few things, and uh, we're gonna touch on a few things, and we'll kind of go around the room here. Uh, you know, the when I first uh, heard about you guys, 
and uh, and I and I saw uh, so I saw uh, promo pictures of you guys. Uh, you know, the first thing, of course, that came to my mind when I saw the picture of you guys, and uh, you guys would probably agree to this. Uh, I was thinking of Nightmare on Elm Street when I saw you guys for the first time. Sure. Now, that was our new. That that was not our newest look. That was a look. That's one dimension. So we can we can always date how long people have known us by what gear we're at. Exactly, because when we originated and started, it was more of a Mad Max sanity crazy thing. But we was before sanity. We did the shoulder pads, you know, the rustic look. So the Freddy Krueger thing is uh, it's gear. You know what I'm saying? It's not a character. It's just one set of gear. And I guess that's what people attest us to or ties to due to AEW. So you know. And, uh, you know, for uh, our fans listening out here for that haven't seen the Capital Vices, uh, and I hope you guys don't uh, uh, get upset with my uh, astute uh, comparison, but uh, um, Jason, uh, he's built like Mark Henry and Mr. T. And, um, oh, man, that's good. That's a great comparison. I love it. And I, I, I hate to say it, but uh, his, his partner's a cross between uh, Sherlock Holmes detective and Enzo Amore. Man, it. this is great. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. And you, you, you can see, you can see why these guys get all the chicks wherever they go because of how good they look. You know, imagine if they had Icon with their tag team, uh, they get more. But anyway. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, so now, when you guys uh, when you guys wrestle with your style, are you guys uh, uh, more technical, like uh, like Bret Hart? Are you guys uh, high flyers like Ray Mysterio, or are you guys just ass kickers like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? Well, um, I would like to say this. I would like to say, to me, tag team wrestling is an art form, and it's the art form that I specialize in. It's what I've been doing. 85% of my career. And to me, in my humble opinion, the best tag teams are the ones that can do it all. And, you know, if you want to get technical, well, I'll send Brandon out there to run circles around you. If you want a fist fight, I'm your guy. You know what I'm saying? If you want a high fly, I'm going to throw Brandon at you. So the, at the end of the day, it's whatever you need. Where he's strong, I'm weak. And where he's weak, I'm strong. So we're not one-dimensional. We're not going to go out there and just whip your ass, I'll do that. If you want to go out and run circles around somebody or drop legs off the top rope in every direction, he'll do that. So whatever you need, that's what we do. So it's Yeah, I mean, that's, there's no doubt just to bounce off of that. I mean, we complement each other in, in all aspects and regards. You know, what, whatever facet I can't a, a, achieve, he can, and back and forth. So that's why we really feel like, and, and to this day, you know, I'm, I've been on this kick lately, but I, I feel like we can square up against anybody that's out there, anybody that's within the sound of this podcast, any tag team that's listening right now, I encourage them to check us out because we want that challenge. There's no team that we can't work because we do have that counterbalance with each other where we can get all aspects and make sure that we put on an entertaining and yet powerful match each and every time. See, when he so, says yeah, that, when, he fired, no, hold, when, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. When he says that kind of stuff, that's when he fires me up and gets me going. Because here's what my thing is. If you want to name guys, don't think we haven't been sitting around naming guys for years. When we started doing this, those tag teams we named, they've either broken up because they couldn't stand each other or they just fell to the wayside and retired. 
Anybody who was on our list four years ago, check. You check the list today, these new tag teams ain't shit. They ain't matching gear. They don't have teams. They ain't riding with each other. If you are good at tag team wrestling, you've got a deal. The only people that don't have a deal is us. So he tells you if you're listening, come see us. Fuck that. Send this shit to people so they can hear that. Come see us because you don't want none. I bet you that. Uh, that's awesome. Now, when you guys wrestle, uh, we have uh, Capital Vices here. we got 28 minutes with Capital Vices. Now, would you guys consider yourself to be uh, the, a babyface team, a heel team, an in-betweeny team, or a crowd what they decide you're going to be type team? Well, that yeah. goes back to what do you need. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, brother, I, I'm going to tell you this. Our mindset's the same every match we go into. If you want them to love us, you want them to hate us, that's whatever. What we're going to do is our job. Our job is to be the best tag team on every show and steal the show. We don't go in to trying to be the most popular. If you like what we do, cool. If you don't, that's fine, too. But what we're going to do is be the best, show up, show out. That's what we do, period. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, that, that brings me to my next thing. Uh, we have Campbell Weiss, I guess. We have uh, 28 minutes. Uh, Granny, it sounds like they could be a little heelish at times. What do you got for our guest, Campbell Voices? Go ahead. Well, you know, hello, guys. I, I am I am Granny Hulkstar. I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a big fan of the sport. But Granny likes to talk smack to the heels. So if you mm-hmm. boys are a little heelish, Granny would have a lot of fun playing, interacting with you at a wrestling show. Because well, I've been well, told I'm pretty I'm pretty good at what I do. So, you know, you that's know, what I, I've been told like by we, many wrestlers we, over the years. We feed off of what's given to us. That's just how it comes down to because we understand the role that we are given and what we play and where we're at and what we do on a daily, daily basis. So if you want awesome. to feed us that energy and you want us to be healed, guess what we're going to be? We're going to be that healed. <laughs> if you want to feed us, you know, if you want to feed us and you want us to be that facey type deal, we can be that facey. But to be honest, we're not that baby face, baby face, because that's not what we do. We've been doing this a long time, and we're out there to give the fans what they want, and that's no longer the clippity clappity. Here's my indie clap baby face. It's out there to give them awesome. what we are, and that's real entertainment. Awesome. Whether that be just kicking ass and grinding gears, or going technical and having fun and giving people an entertaining show. Awesome. Well, to back it up, I'm pretty sure that you would like us whether we're heel or face. And no doubt. Great time either way. Well, yeah, you all sound like you'd be a lot of fun to to play with. Let me just give you a, a, let me give you boys an example of what Granny, what Granny can do. I had a wrestler at a show. He was the heel that night. And he says, Granny, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home? Because they're always telling me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip. I'm 58 years old, guys. I've been watching this sport a long time. And I grabbed my keys out of my purse, and I doubled my fist up, and I threw my fist up in his face. I said, baby, I don't need no curfew, and I don't have no curfew because I got keys to the building. And he went running off screaming. <laughs> we love that fire. We love that fire. Well, I, my my original granny shirt that I've had for as long as I've had my name, which has been twenty plus years, it says, "What you gonna do when Granny Holster goes crazy on you?" 
Well, see, now and that you've told too. us this, I'm going to tell you, my partner is such a uh, wrestling collectic, and, you know, he loves to collect things on every level. And now that we're on this show and you've told us that you have a T-shirt, I'm going to bet you within 30 days you're going to have some Granny Holsters T-shirts or some sort of memorabilia over here. We're going to find it, and we're going to get it. Well, now this now this T-shirt that I have, it's just a one-of-a-kind original. There's not another one like that out there, guys. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I guess I can be a little bit of hill. I'll come to wherever you are, and I'll take it off your back, and it'll be my one-of-a-kind shirt. How's that work? I live, I live in Arkansas, baby. I'm from – I live in Arkansas, so y'all need to come to Arkansas. Right now, we're not having wrestling shows because of the COVID, but, you know – Hopefully that'll well, start up very soon. This. I tell you this, I just punched into my GPS Arkansas and didn't pull up, but I do have a old road atlas and I'm pretty sure Arkansas is on my road atlas. So I'll find that. Well, I live okay. I live in I live I live in I live in Springdale, Arkansas, which is about ten miles from Fayetteville, Arkansas. If you've ever heard of the Arkansas Razorback football team or the University of Arkansas, I'm about ten miles from Fayetteville, so you know. I'm in the northwest part of Arkansas. Well, I'm sure it's on my road, Atlas. I'll look you up and come find He'll you. He'll find it. When you talk about college teams, <laughs> he'll know where it is. So. Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, we, have, uh, we have Capital Police as our guest here. we got 24 minutes <clears throat> with the boys. Uh, now, uh, apparently, uh, I, I can tell which one does the, uh, the navigation when you guys are on the road uh, and who has the Rand McNally in there disposable. I can tell that already. Uh, so, now, with, that, with, all, with all that being said, you guys, are, you guys are a great tag team. No, let me rephrase it. You guys are an awesome tag team. But I'm going, to touch on the, I'm going to touch on this. I'm going to touch on this a little bit. We're not going to go too deep into it because it's depressing as it is already. But you know, with all the COVID stuff going on, tell us how has that affected what you guys have done? Have you guys had to blank out your calendars at a certain point? Have you guys lost shows that will be rescheduled? Uh, tell us uh, how it's affected where you guys are at. Well, let me say this. Let me say this. Because I don't want Brandon to get – if you ask him, he's going to go into tangents. And I'm going to just – I'm going to make it real short and sweet for you. We were running a show, WrestleMania weekend in Tampa, and that got that just got pulled from underneath of it. Okay? So, as we sat there and Tampa gets canceled, and you see the world shutting down and everything happening, we had decisions to make. And I will say the one thing – that showed us who we are as far as my opinion is so many guys I see on the indie wrestling level right now haven't worked since COVID. We had one month off and we haven't stopped since. We still worked for some of the biggest companies, the biggest opportunities during COVID. So, so since I've done that during COVID, I feel like we kept on pressing and moving forward. And yes, COVID's rough. Some states are shut down, but I implore guys that are sitting around, this is where you do a gut check. A lot of guys retire. A lot of guys are falling to the wayside. But if this is what you do, go to another state where they're doing it. Find what you do. Hone your craft. Don't stop. We didn't. We haven't. Our schedule is nonstop. Right now, between now and I only have two weekends off for the next three months, and that's because it's Christmas and Thanksgiving. No, excuse me, Thanksgiving weekend, I'm working. It's Christmas week and New Year's Eve. That's it. So I feel like it is very sad, 
very debilitating, very soul-crushing to so many levels with shows getting canceled and jurisdictions not allowing it. But it's still there, and if it's in you, go find it. Don't let this defeat you, or was it really even for you in the first place? Yeah, he's absolutely correct. I mean, it's true that there are some states shutting down. For example, you know, Maryland shut down, Virginia shut down, and that's where we usually ran with crab wrestling. You know, we run out of Old Ox Brewery. We run out of different locations throughout the area. And when all those shut down due to state regulations, you know, uh, we found the places that weren't shut down. Florida's not shut down. You know, up until last week, basically, Detroit, you know, Michigan was, it was wide open. Uh, there's other areas that were running shows in multiple areas. You saw Atlantic City running shows on pay-per-views. You saw multiple places running. Um, and everybody was being safe about things. Um, everything just basically transferred to outdoors. We've been doing a lot of outdoor shows, um, a lot of closed uh, TV series type shows. Uh, we've been doing a lot of closed series shows where we're into an arena or we're into a location and it's, you know, 15, 20 workers and we're filming for a, a three-month span. Uh, and when you're doing people. that, real fast, just to, just to touch on that, when you're doing that, that can even happen in the states that are shut down because that's still under the guidelines where you're not running shows, you're not doing these other things. So those tapings, you get away with those. And we've been doing those nonstop, but still build your product, which keeps your work going and keeps your name going, so you're not just sitting dormant in these places where you can't run. Uh, yeah, keep going. Sorry, I just want to make sure that they understood that. Go ahead, yeah, Randy. no, no, I mean, no, no, that, that, that's you know, that was it. We you know we found places that you know that that do run, and you know, wrestling kind of got hit with the, with the double hit. You know, not only did you have the the COVID, but you know, had the speaking out movement, so that really shut down. It really doubled down on a lot of organizations and places to to work and and to find and hone craft your talent. But uh, as Jason said before, you can't let any of that stuff stop you. If wrestling is something that you love and 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 want to do, and it's something that's in your blood, you will travel to where it is. We are not past the days of road warriors. It's not still, you know, you still have to get up and put hundreds of miles under your belt to go out there and physically get in front of people and test the water. And let me say one more thing. This is for all the negative Nancys out there and everybody out there. I'm going to tell you one thing right now. I bet you the Capital Vices have had more COVID tests than anybody listening to this. So you want to talk about moving in circles and being safe and all those things? When you compete on these places, you're getting COVID tested a lot of the time and you're doing this quarantine, you're going through these things. So a lot of people are worried about this and, you know, worried about that. They're wearing the mask, going to their store, doing this or doing that. Well, yeah, we're traveling and doing these things. We're doing it safe, and we're being tested nonstop. So I literally, as we speak, have a COVID test in front of me from Vault Health. I get the swabs. You'll get the swab return in 48 hours. It's a, it's a swab test now. You, get the, you have it sent to your house. You call them. You set up a time for them. They watch you swab the mouth, you put it into uh, the sample, and you mail it out, and you get the answers within 48 hours. So we're still smart and safe about everything that we do. So, yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot to it, but, I mean, at the same token, it's about, you know, staying alive, keeping the dream alive, man. Oh, are we still there? That's Break. awesome. Yeah, we're here. Okay, <laughs> sorry about that. I don't. I hope we didn't lose Icon. Sometimes we lose Icon, but I hope he's still here with us. Icon, you still way. there with us? Nope. Icon. There he is. Icon's gone. COVID got him. I think. I think we lost Icon. And I know Big COVID Swing is him. doing triple du- triple duty tonight. So I guess you're stuck with Granny. 
<laughs> no problem, Granny. No problem whatsoever. It's Arkansas, huh? So what is it that got you into this? How come your love is so strong for this wrestling world? Well, I've always been a wrestling fan. I mean, I've always loved the sport, you know. And when I moved to Arkansas back in, let's see, 88, I moved here with my family. And then I moved to Springdale in 1999. I just kept watching more shows. And I have a friend over in Oklahoma that does independent wrestling shows for kids that fight childhood cancer called Wrestling for a Cause. And they just celebrated their ninth year anniversary show They've been doing it since 2011, and I help with that organization a lot. So, awesome, awesome. You know, we love. Uh, we you know I, I'm big into giving back to the community as well. So, you know, if you all ever need any talent for that, you know, please reach out. We love to come out and help out. Like in all honesty. Well, well, you can actually find them on Facebook if you just go to their Wrestling for a Cause page. Um, Tim Rockwell, he's the promoter and owner and founder of WFC. I mean, it was started for a little boy by the name of Ryder back in 2011, and he lost his battle with cancer, um, I think it was 2013, 2014, something like that. And every year we have a Ryder Cup memorial show, and the last three years it has grown into such a huge event that they've had to turn it into a two-night event. And we just have the Ryder Cup memorial show back in September. And uh, I just, I love love being able to help with that organization. And the wrestlers, I mean, I'm not related to any of them, but they all call me Granny. Their spouses call me Granny. Their kids call Mm -hmm. me Granny. Every That's everybody right. calls me, everybody calls me Granny. They, I a lot of the wrestlers don't even know what my real name is. They just know me as Granny Holster. And, <laughs> so your real name's Holster, right? Holks? No, it's not. No, it's not. My real name is Lori Burt, and but that's and I. I actually got this nickname from a coworker of mine because I loved wrestling and I never thought it would stick with me and here we are 20 plus years later and I mean I've I've been to a lot of I'm a, I'm friends with a lot of the professional wrestlers I mean the Rock and Roll Express I've had dinner with Tommy Dreamer and Hacksaw Jim Duggan I mean you know so Can you guys hear I've, me? I've met a Yeah, we're back. Yeah, we hear you Icon. We didn't know what happened to you. Well, uh uh, there was a apparently there was a problem with the the board and our producer wasn't uh, uh, wasn't monitoring it yet. He, he told me to call back in, but uh, we got the capital prices here. We got 15 minutes with the boys. Now you know I was going to say you know you guys had mentioned that uh, you know Tampa was shut down. You know here's what I'm thinking. It's not it wasn't shut down because of COVID. They heard that you guys were coming and they just couldn't take it. Yeah, we had a we had a seven oh one icon that dropped off as well. I don't know if you're expecting somebody with, with your area code. <laughs> no, there's no, big swing. <laughs> yeah, I'm popping in and out, dude. I'm doing three I'm doing three three different things tonight. So I just I'm just watching the board right now. Yeah, that's what uh, Granny Holster was saying. You were triple duty tonight. So uh, I got a question for you guys. Uh, so we so we can um, so we can uh, get this in uh, so we don't forget. If our fans wanted to check you guys out, you guys got an Instagram, you got a YouTube, a Facebook, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe. What do you guys got? <laughs> 
Well, you know, Jason's got, you know, I'll let Jason give us for, I, I, you know, I consider myself an old man, so I don't have a ton of stuff. But, uh, you know, I do have an Instagram. I think it's Money Vices 2000. Uh, you know, Facebook is always Brandon Green with an E at the end. Uh, and that's really the only social media I go with. I'm just still an email and kind of social media left kind of guy. Mostly everything we do is texting on phone. Jason has that social media down pat, though. No, not really. I just do Facebook, but we more or less, we're all over YouTube. You can always type in Capital Vices. Our thing is always what's next for us, man. You know, I, I, social media is probably one of our departments we lack in the most due to our, I guess that would be our age gap with this business. But I think that, uh, you know, we're just so focused on what's next. We just promote it week to week that we don't really, you know, everybody posts so many different things and we, all the shows we work on. So there, it's all over YouTube. It's not at one particular Capital Vice page. Like you said, you know, I'm Jason Ferry on Facebook. He's Brandon Green. So we're available for, you know, you can contact us. It's, it's there. Yeah, and once you get a hold of yeah. us, I mean, that's the, that's the thing about us is, you know, we're, we're like family, man. This is this is wrestling. This is the wrestling world. It's been something in my blood since I've been a kid. It's the very first memory I have. Jason has the same passion that I have for this business. So that's, that's kind of how we get around is, like, once people work with us, they realize who we are, and then tag teams kind of bring us to other locations because they want to keep working with us. Promoters find out what we're about, who we're about, what we're about, and it ultimately grinds down to being about the business and the best ambassadors that we could be. So that's how we've made our name over the years is the constant good working abilities that we have and keeping our name solid. Well, okay, with that being said, we have capital advice. We got 12 minutes here with the guys. Now, with that being said, is there any, is there any distance that's too far for you guys? Or you, uh, if, uh, if the uh, situation is right, you'll do it? Situation is right, we'll do it. Absolutely. Well, yeah, we might have to, Our goal is to travel. We might have to get you guys up here to North Dakota for Puffamania the next time they have a show. We're, we want we're it. We're 100% on it. You tell us when. And we're there. And think about yeah, this. And we're serious uh, about this. And we are about the passion of the business. So, you know, you call us, you contact us. I guarantee you and we guarantee any promoter we will come to happy grounds. Yeah. Well, let me you ask go. you this yeah. then. Would you, would you guys let the icon lead you to the ring? Yeah. Absolutely. You set that shit up more there, brother. And speaking of that. No um, reason why not. For for our fans listening that uh, that might be uh, in your area, uh, do you guys know uh, when your next show is? If you do, where is it? When is it? Uh, do you know about ticket information? Kind of give us a little uh, update on that. Sure. I'm going to let Jason handle this one. You know, it's my vacation time, so I'm taking a couple weeks off and going out to the vacation for a little bit. So while I'm gone, Jason's going to keep the grind going. And then as soon as I return, we're back on the road hot and heavy uh, up in Indianapolis. But he's definitely booking up this. We're telling about your next couple weeks here. Yeah, so wrestling no off-season. Uh, we got this weekend we're in PA for a double shot on Saturday for a new company in Pennsylvania. Uh the 21st, I believe, is when he um, – the following weekend is when he flies uh, Hawaii and I'm in Florida down there with some old wrestling buddies, you know, just catching up. Then it's right back to the grind. On the 28th, we're doing uh, IWTV Flophouse taping in Indianapolis, Indiana, which I'm super excited about. The following week, we're back in PA for a new company. And then the 12th, I'm wrestling one of my guys, Isaiah Frazier in North Carolina for AWC. 
And then the 19th is when he returns from Hawaii. We're back to Flophouse. And then those are the two weekends off, Christmas, New Year's. After that, we're the first of the year, first show of the year. We're in Detroit, Michigan again. So, you know, the thing about us, man, you're not going to just catch us in one area. You're going to see us in PA, North Carolina, Michigan, Indianapolis, Florida. I mean, it's just – it's not one place, man. It's wherever. There's no difference too far. We get out to Kentucky as well. I mean, obviously, we're going to North Dakota. So, I mean, you know, anywhere is possible. Yeah. Well, you know, you guys mentioned Indiana, so you guys might be familiar with uh, IUPUI and IPFW. Um, no, not right offhand, but I'm actually, this is our first time going out to Indianapolis. We were booked for somebody and something happened with our um, capacity, so that changed. But uh, Schwartzy runs uh, Flophouse out there, and we do a lot of stuff with him in Michigan. And I'm really feeling the vibe and what Flophouse is doing. So <clears throat> we're making our debut there on the 28th. And, uh, you know, I guess, uh, you know, we're hoping that, uh, you know, uh, you guys will be able to send us some autographs for some giveaways. I sent you an, uh, an address. Hopefully you guys will be able to do that for us. Yeah, we'll shoot you some stickers. Sure. We got some lapel pins. Uh, we get some 8 by 10s We might be getting some shirts made, but we don't have – the thing with us is we don't do a lot of merch. People – Ask for it so when we get it, it goes so fast. But I know we got some stickers and some eight by tens and some lapel pins we can send you. So we we definitely got you on that one, bro. Awesome. So now we have uh, we have the Capital Vices our guest here. We got eight minutes uh, with the guys. So in your, how did you guys uh, end up gravitating towards each other? Uh, you know, you, you guys may have mentioned that when uh, I was trying to get back on, but how long have you – how did you guys gravitate towards each other? So what what I would say with that, uh, it goes back to the uh, Shawn Michaels diesel feud, good friends, better enemies, so to speak. That, But with us, and I think with teams that have some of the best um, – Continuities, guys know each other inside the ring from their battles and time. You know, we were opponents for years before we were a tag team. But then going on the road, wrestling each other, being tag partners on the road. And we also owned a couple of businesses in real life together, and we lived together for four years until like a couple months ago. So, I mean, we we were tag teams outside of wrestling. You know what I'm saying? So once you're already doing that and you can trust the person and – life and business, and the ring is a no-brainer. And uh, it's funny because I'll tell you a little funny story about that. Uh, we got put in a situation in Michigan, which I absolutely adored, but where, where we teamed with another tag team. So that, that tag team split up, and one was our partner, and the other one was um, his partner. So when we're out there and me and Brandon are fighting each other, I, I told him it was like a breath of fresh air because I didn't have to worry about what my opponent was going to do or what was next, because I know him like the back of my hand. So it was just like one of those things. And it's like in wrestling, it's nothing better than when you see that, just those moments that are magical in the ring when two people mesh, and that can be opponents or, you know, partners. And I feel like we had that chemistry. And, you know, you see that when we're out there with the best, because that's what elevates the level of competition, you know, every match is just as important to me because whether I'm teaching somebody or they're teaching me, 
or I'm trying to keep up or they're trying to keep up. It's the challenge and the test being an ambassador long enough to where you're giving back to the business. It's just always about yourself. So when you have those moments where magic's made and certain matches happen, you feel it and you just live it. And those are the things that are like a natural high that you can't buy, you can't bottle, you can't replace. And when you have a partner and you make those moments, you realize you're in the right team. And I've had three phenomenal tag partners. My first partner, Gregory Rossetti, was good at what he did. My old tag partner, Lance Luce, was good at what he did. But me and Brandon are more seasoned and smarter now, so this is the best us. So then you get us together, which is dangerous and deadly, because we do two different things. So that makes everybody have to stay on their toes, including us. So devil's in the board. So if I've been teaching my students as of recent. But you have to overcome that and get better and overcompensate for the weaknesses and make yourself stronger. So I feel like we do that and we motivate each other. So that's how we jail and that's how it works, in my personal opinion. And we're always pushing each other. I mean, to be fair, if we didn't team up, we'd probably be dead by now because by the time we finished up with our matches together, you know, we would just we would be, you know, downright giving hell to each other. I mean, one match we both walked it out of there pretty damn injured up. But that's because we were so comfortable with each other and you want to put on the best that you can. So you get it in snug and tight and you go to work and, uh, you know, you just have a good time with it and that's the joy that you get. And after a while, like you said, you just learn that you mesh together and you get out there and you realize, hey, we can we can be the best that's out there if we just keep it going. And then, you, and then well, it gets you know, weird. When you do it for a while and you start wrestling the people that are the best and you're hanging with them or you're doing better, it's like, how did this even happen? And then you realize from the advice I was given from day one from one of my brothers, stay the course, and you realize the process is real. Stay in the course is real. Do your job and it'll come. You know, it's like the old Field of Dreams adjective. If you build it, they'll come. We're building it, and now their motherfuckers are showing up. Well, you know, I'll uh, I'll ask you this real quick, and uh, we got about three minutes, so we got to wrap it up. But uh, one thing I like to ask all independent wrestlers, I've never really asked this to a tag team, but I'm going to put it to you guys. Let's say that uh, you guys are at uh, an event that you're doing, and uh, say like someone from the WWE or AEW uh, sees what you're doing, likes what you're doing, and uh, asks you guys to, to try out, then you get that million-dollar contract, two-part question. One, is that something that you guys would uh, consider and want to do? And two, if you guys do get that big push, would you still uh, be our friend and still talk to us and not big-time us? Well, first off, I'm only in this business because people have a big time me and never turn their back on me. I like to think I've did some semi-moderate things and about life, about good brethren. If I'm your brother, I'm your brother for life, for one. For two, when it comes to that money contract, before you just discuss money with me, I mean, Brandon's name is Money Green. My name's Jason. Before you talk to me about money, I want to know what my job is. I want to know what my position is, and I want to be valuable, and I want to be an asset to you. I don't want to be a person collecting a check. I don't want a person be a person taking the night off because I can. I want to work hard and do what I do. If you're going to hire me, let me wrestle. If you're not, I'll fucking stay on the indies and be a fucking indie guy to the day I die wrestling because I'm a wrestler. That's what I want to do. I got in this business to wrestle. If I got in this business for the money, brother, I would have been a lawyer. I wouldn't have been a fucking wrestler. I love wrestling. So <laughs> at the end of the day for me, I take any opportunity, and I appreciate every opportunity. I want to wrestle. I want to wrestle. I don't want to be a security guard. I don't want to be a doctor. I don't want to be a cop on TV. I want to be a professional wrestler. 
That's what I am. That's what I will continue to do until I can't. So contract, I'd love it. But we need to talk about what my job is before I take that money. We'd rather have, well, we'd rather no, have good you. matches. I, I got I got to say this, and I'm not just saying it because you. I think that's probably the best answer that I've ever been given with that question, and I do appreciate that. We got the capital vices. We got about 60 seconds left with the boys. Uh, you know, I'll tell you what. We love you guys, and uh, uh, you're now part of the Attitude Era Live family. And hopefully, we can have you guys back on again. Uh, and uh, we'll keep track of you, and maybe uh, uh, in 2021, we can get you guys back on again. You guys can give us an update on how many titles that you guys have racked and uh, how uh, uh, how your popularity is growing because uh, the Addis here alive has uh, uh, added you to the family. Well, listen, Attitude Air Alive, this is what I want to say to you, and especially to you, Icon, check this out. We are part of the family now. A family don't break bond or break word. We will be in North Dakota in 2021. I put that on everything. You get us a time and a date, and we will be there with you. If families are families, families break bread together. So next time I want to be on your show, I want it to be talking about where we're coming out to see you and eat some delicious North Dakota yummy, 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 yummy meals. So I don't even know what that is yet. I don't even know. Don't care, but we're going to find out. Awesome. So, like, uh, whenever, whenever we get a chance here, th- th- there's no rush, but when we get a chance, we do have the 403 on. Yeah, yeah, I know. We're, we're going to go to him uh, in, uh, in about 30 seconds. I'll tell you what, we got. Uh, we want to thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule. Uh, uh, I'll let you know when we get the autographs. We do appreciate everything you do, guys. Thank Thanks, you. guys. No worries. Thank you all so much. <clears throat> All right. All right. Capital Vice, ladies and gentlemen. What a great take. I love that. I can, I'm going to put them through. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. He is the greatest wrestler from the great Providence up north. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Otto Gentile. Come on, man. Get the name right, brother. It's Vinny Fever, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Live with your host, the icon, Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster, baby. Well, you know, I knew I knew what your name is. I just wanted you to correct me because no, uh, no one has got on my case lately, so I just wanted to add a little uh, flavor to that. No, one, no one's got on my case not, for a while. That's so, not a problem, doing, man. I correct you all the time. I'm doing great, guys. How you doing? Thanks for having me on, man. This is g- unbelievable. Well, I'll tell you what, we got the man Vinny here. We got 28 minutes. Uh, if you want to do, a, do us a favor, give us a little background about yourself, and then we're going to uh, have some uh, questions <clears throat> from me, and then we'll uh, have Granny take it, then we'll uh, see if Big Swing is available, then we'll come back to me and ask right. you the tough question. So give us a little background. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, I've been in this uh, wrestling industry for 32 years. I started training way back in 1988 with a gentleman uh, by the name of Steve Gillespie or better known as uh, Dr. Hannibal from the uh, Japanese promotion uh, FMW. Uh, and, uh, uh, I mean, this, this industry is everything to me. I, 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 don't, uh, I don't foresee myself doing anything else until the day I die but wrestling. So uh, 
Uh, about uh, 1991, myself, Steve Gillespie, and another gentleman by the name of Steve Wild started a promotion here in Canada, and we took it Canada-wide for over 10 years. Uh, we went as far as the Queen Charlotte Islands here in Canada, out west, and Hamilton, Ontario, out east. We did uh, the Yukon and the Northwest Territories as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just, it was great. In 2003, unfortunately, uh, from a back injury, I had to quit. And our promotion kind of closed the doors. And, uh, you know, when you're a professional wrestler, you always get called back from different promotions and stuff. Uh, I learned my trade uh, when I was wrestling as a commentator, as a host, a referee, uh, and then eventually getting in the ring myself, right? So uh, I've right. Uh, taken uh, the skills of the announcing to a uh, to a, a level where I can uh, host a, a complete show for three, four hours as long as it takes to do, put a show on, and I think I'm pretty goddamn good at it. Well, you know, that's exactly why we have you on, because I know exactly how good you are, and uh, there's one thing that's – is for sure. You never have to sell yourself to me because I know exactly how great you are, and we're going to have fun over the next uh, uh, 26 minutes that we got with you. So now, you know, it's it's sad that you know you mentioned that uh, your promotion had to close the stores and everything, and with all the stuff going on with COVID, we'll touch on that in a little bit because uh, I want to get the perspective from up in Canada up there. But uh, now, when you're doing uh, your uh, your shows now. Um, what, uh, what is your main, uh, main objective, uh, to, uh, take over Canada, uh, go all over as many places you can, uh, branch out in the States. What, uh, what is your goal? And what well, do you want my to do goal, my goal right now, uh, as you know, uh, we have, uh, opened, uh, you could say the dungeon 2.0, uh, we have the Alberta Wrestling Academy with head coach Bruce Hart at the helm. Uh, we have coaches such as myself, Vinny Fever, uh, Steve Wild, Steve Rivers, Bryce the Slammer Stolga, and uh, Jordan Aries is with us as well. And uh, we're training the next generation of wrestling superstars that are coming up. Now, what we are attempting to do is partner up with as many promotions, and I mean promotions from all over the world, to uh, try and give these kids an opportunity to hone their craft. I mean, you need somewhere to work. So, you know, I'm proud to actually today of all days, we are proud to announce that we have now partnerships with uh, the NAWA out of New York, which is a North American wrestling Alliance. Uh, we have a partnership with uh, warrior pro wrestling out of Alabama. We have a partnership here in Canada with uh, Real Canadian Wrestling, and that is where I am now presently the commissioner and the announcer for the show here uh, that uh, we pull off uh, eight shows a month, and we're hoping to add another city to our stable and have uh, uh, 12 shows a month here in Canada going. So we're, we're doing pretty goddamn good, man, guys, you know, and we'd love to go Canada-wide. But as you know, that takes time to build, and uh, we're doing that. Well, if, uh, you know, you mentioned you guys would like to go all over, uh, you know, like I, uh, like our previous guest that we were just talking about, uh, you know, and, uh, and I'll let Granny talk about hers in a second, but, you know, 
down here in Fargo, North Dakota, we got uh, Puff Mania. Uh, maybe uh, if we could work it out, maybe we can get some of you guys to come down here for that. I would love to. Love to, love to, love to. <clears throat> and let and me you tell know, you, we got, some, uh, we got some incredible wrestlers here in Canada. Uh, we got Vinny's our guest here. We got uh, 24 minutes here. Uh, you know, you mentioned Bruce Hart. You know, he's been a guest on our show, and uh, SharpshooterFunding.com is a proud sponsor of uh, Attitude Era Live here, and we love the Hart family on this show. The only Hart that we have not been able to get on our show, we haven't been able to lock him down, uh, is Brett. And uh, trust me, we've ha- we've had Bruce, we've had Ross, we've had Julie Hart. We, we, I mean, we've had his kids, we've had his ex-wife, we haven't had him. But, uh, you know, uh, we're working on it. I hear you, brother. I hear you. We're, we're trying to get him just to come in and say hi to the kids. And it's, uh, he's, a, he's a busy man. He's a busy man. I understand, you know, that when you get to that level of uh, celebrity, you've got to pick and choose what you do. And, uh, unfortunately, you know, we haven't had that opportunity to – I've only met him once myself. It was a great time that I met him and we talked. And uh, he's a great individual. I, I love Bret Hart, and uh, that's the reason I got into this wonderful sport of wrestling was because of the Hearts, you know, and Stampede Wrestling that started it all off for everybody, I think, here up in Canada. And uh, you probably know Bob Johnson, too, I would guess. Oh, yes, I do, man. I love Bobby, too. And, uh, he's a, he's he's also, a good guy. He's, he's a good guy. A, he, yeah, he's uh, also uh, well. He uh, he hooked us up with Bruce, and uh, uh, we love everything they do. Uh, real quick here, and then we'll kind of do a roundtable. So now, when you were wrestling, would you uh, consider yourself to, were you a babyface, a heel, an in betweeny, or were you more of a crowd guy? Well, I I started as a you know the the thing is my my character it, it was a disco character, okay, and it started as a rib from the backstage boys. But you know what? I, I, I grasped it, I honed it, and I pulled it off for 10 years. I was a baby face to begin with, but, uh, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I turned healed, and uh, by the time I was done, they, they hated me. And uh, you know what? I loved it. It was part, well, part of the job, and it was fun. Well, we have minis, our guests. Uh, we have uh, 21 minutes. Uh, Granny, we have a heel. What do you got for our guest? He knows the heart. Well, you know, I this is Granny Holster, and I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a fan. And and Granny can talk some pretty good smack to the heel. So I think I would have had a lot of fun talking smack with you at a wrestling show. But awesome, I awesome. found it very interesting that you mentioned the NAWA because yes. I have several friends that. Um, I am friends with on Facebook, um, Tony Capone, Chad Moretti, you know, and Tony Capone has already informed Granny that when they come to Arkansas, he wants me and my family to be their special guest at one of their shows when they make it, when they make their debut in Arkansas. So I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, that's 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 awesome. Tony, Tony is a great guy. Tony is a great guy. And uh, we love the partnership that we're, going to pull off here in hopefully 2021 when all this COVID bullshit stops Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh, we can get back to being humans again and get back to 
doing what we do best, and that's entertain people in this wrestling industry. Because, see, right now in Arkansas, we have not had any wrestling shows since March because of the COVID. So, wow. I mean, Oklahoma, they are running a show, few shows in Oklahoma, and I help with an organization over in the Tulsa area uh, called Wrestling for a Cause. They do shows for um, kids with childhood, that are fighting childhood cancer. So, and that's, they yeah. just celebrated their ninth year anniversary show. Uh, but, um, so I, I still get to see some wrestling, but I miss I miss getting to see my shows in Arkansas where I'm from. But uh, so I guess one of my questions to you is, uh, back when you were wrestling, what was one of your most challenging matches that you had, and who was it against? You know, uh, my mentor, Steve Gillespie, Dr. <clears throat> Hannibal, was probably my best challenge, teacher <clears throat> versus student, right? So... Every time I got in the ring with him, uh, let me tell you, you know, we didn't pull any punches, put it that way. And uh, the harder we hit each other, it kind of made us perform even better. So I had wow. mad respect for him. Unfortunately, we, we lost to Steve uh, last, or this year, just uh, early part of this year. And uh, I miss him every day. But uh, I think that he is part of this journey that I'm on right now with our wrestling academy and uh, all these promotions that are coming to, to us, I think he's guiding them to us. And uh, I think he wants us to succeed and, and make a change in this industry so that we can, uh, you know, teach the next generation of uh, wrestling superstars what it is and how to do it. Because it is an art. It's an art. That's true. Art. And that's what I love about what the NAWA is wanting to do. They're wanting to bring like old school wrestling back yeah, to like, exactly. the way it was. And that's what I love about that organization. And that's I tell right. you, it's, Chaz, it's... Chaz Moretti, it's funny because he's he's a manager type guy. And I've already, and he keeps saying, well, Granny, you know you love me. And I said, well, that is yet to be determined, Chaz. I said, you're being delusional again. Go take your medication. <laughs> you know, so I can't wait awesome. to see him at a wrestling show because I have already got things lined up for Mr. Chaz Moretti of what I'm going to say to him. I mean, just to throw a little example out of what I can do or what I've done in the past, I'm 58 years old, and they're always telling me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip. And one of my wrestling friends who I've known for many years, he was the heel that night. And he says, Granny, he says, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home? And I grabbed my keys out of my purse, and I doubled fist up in his face with my keys in my fist. And I threw my fist up in his face. I said, baby, I don't have a curfew. I don't need a curfew because I got keys to the building. And he ran off screaming. (laughs) Right on. Good for you. And you're not 50, you're not 59 years old. You're 59 years young. Well, I'll be 59 next August. So you know. Oh, sorry, but, sorry, I mean, 50. Well, you're 58 okay. years young. You that's okay. But you know what? I love doing what I do. I love. I mean, I I you know I've had dinner with Tommy Dreamer, Hexall Jim Duggan. I mean, I'm friends with the Rock and Roll Express. I mean. I'm friends right with Trevor Murdoch. I mean, I've met a lot of big-time names over the years. matter of fact, last year, Ricky and Robert were doing a special autograph signing in Arkansas, in Alma, Arkansas, for 
they were doing a fundraiser um, for warrior uh, veterans to get canine dogs to get service dogs for veterans, you know. And they were yep. doing a special autograph signing, and Robert put his WWE Hall of Fame ring on my finger for the picture, and I didn't even ask if I could wear it. I mean, he just That's popped awesome. that ring on my finger, and I'm like, oh, yeah, Granny's an honorary WWE Hall of Famer. <laughs> And That's yes, I'm awesome. marking That's out awesome. because because I can't because I can't because I love the sport and I love I love interacting with the wrestlers. I love doing you know I, I love doing what I do. I, I love making it fun for people and I love making it fun for the other fans too because they there used to be a organization called TCW that ran in Arkansas and they did TV tapings and they still show the old reruns down in the Little Rock Arkansas area on TV. And to this day, they quit running in 2013. And to this day, I still have people come up and ask me if I was that lady in the yellow shirt on TCW because they re- they, they they still see me, you know, on the old reruns. And I'm like, yep, that was me. <laughs> yeah. Right on. That's awesome, Granny. Uh, awesome. Vinny's our guest here. We got, we got 15 minutes. Now, uh, for those of you who haven't uh, seen what our guest looks like, now, uh, I like to do a comparison uh, for what our guest looks like. Uh, and, uh, the way, the way you, of course, you know, you had the disco gimmick, you were 150% better than anything that Disco Inferno ever did. But, uh, if, uh, if you want to know what you look like now, you're kind of like a Canadian version of Tony Saragusa, really. All right. Thank you. I think. Well, no, that, that's good. I mean, he, he does that show man case. I'd love to have some of his money. <laughs> oh yeah. No doubt. Money's good. So, so uh, you know, we'll, we'll touch on a little bit. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to dwell on it too much. But you know, uh, you, you mentioned COVID a little bit. We'll, we'll cover it a little bit. Uh, tell us uh, what uh, what's happening with COVID up uh, north of the border there. Well, unfortunately, it is what it is. We have to follow the goddamn rules that they put in front of us. Uh, so, our, obviously, the attendance can't be maximized, but we are allowed to have half attendance, and there has to be the social distancing. Uh, when you're sitting down, you don't have to wear a mask. When you're up and moving around, you have to wear a mask, which makes goddamn no sense to me at all. Uh, but uh, we are following the rules so that we can do what we do. Uh, we love to perform for our indie supporters, and uh, we do a show every Friday night here in Calgary, Alberta, and we do a show Saturday night in Edmonton, Alberta, and uh, on uh, November the 28th, we're adding uh, a show in uh, Red Deer, Alberta, that uh, uh, we're hoping to lock down and uh, have 12 shows a month, so... Uh, I'm hoping everything goes good. It's a joint production between the Alberta Wrestling Academy and Real Canadian Wrestling. Uh, And uh, we're actually going to debut some of our students uh, in a battle royal. And the winner will take on the RCW champion for the title uh, in uh, an upcoming show for uh, Real Canadian Wrestling. And uh, for our fans in Canada that are listening, uh, if they wanted to check out your shows, uh, can you kind of give us a little bit about where the where they're located, uh, how they can get tickets? Uh, kind of give us a little uh, background on that. Well, if you're in Calgary, Alberta, you can call the Academy at uh, 403-369-3677. We always have tickets available there. Or you can go and visit the Real Canadian uh, website. Uh, 
Real Canadian Wrestling on Facebook, uh, Real Canadian uh, Wrestling, I believe they're on Twitter and Instagram as well. So just check them out. And if you don't uh, get them through there, you can always get them through our our stuff uh, as well because uh, we promote the hell out of them on our uh, Alberta Wrestling Academy uh, website, uh, our uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything. So we're, we're constantly working together to strive to make this industry better and to uh, bring entertainment to the fans. Now, if... What can a what can a wrestling fan expect to see the show? How long will they uh, How long will the show be? Uh, how many uh, fans uh, are you allowed? And what would the ticket price be if they wanted to come out and see it? Well, uh, ticket prices are twenty dollars in advance, twenty five at the door. If we get a chance to bring in uh, international superstars from Impact Wrestling or wherever we can bring them in from, we just had the uh, the walking we- weapon, Josh Alexander, that came and did a seminar not only at our school, but it, then he performed at the Real Canadian Wrestling for two shows as well. And uh, the tickets for those those shows go at uh, 30 and 35 for the meet and greet. Uh, but, uh, yeah, our events, we can hold 100 to 125 people in there. And uh, we've been selling out now every week for the last eight weeks, I believe, nine weeks. So if the uh, if the icon were to come out there, you think maybe you can get him a backstage pass? Hell, yeah, man. The icon will be my personal guest. Awesome. See, hey, there you go, and it's recorded. It's on tape. No, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So, um, so you know, you mentioned that with your academy and your shows, how many uh, how many different wrestlers you have uh, uh, on your roster right now? Oh my God, there's so many wrestlers on our roster right now. It's a, a packed house. Uh, uh, we have the availability of anywhere from 50 to 100, depending where we want to bring them in from, because we can bring in guys from uh, not only Alberta. We got uh, we got guys from BC. We got guys from Saskatchewan. We got guys from uh, Winnipeg that uh, make the trips. Uh, so we're try- like I said, we're trying to work with everybody across Canada, different promotions. And uh, so far, everything's been going great. We've been having some great shows. Uh, we actually had a steel cage match for the first time in Calgary in probably 20, 20 years, I'd say. And it was an incredible uh, cage match. It was between, uh, at the time, it was the All-American Steve, uh, sexy Steve Rivers that was the uh, RCW American champion, he calls himself. Uh, against uh, a gentleman by the name of Heavy Metal, and uh, yeah, what a match! It was incredible, and we uh, we gained a new champion out of the uh, out of the event. And Heavy Metal now the RCW Canadian Heavyweight Champion. Uh, Vinny's our guest here. We got about uh, nine minutes with Vinny. Now, uh, are you are you always are you looking for new talent? Uh, if someone wanted to come in and uh, join you guys. Uh, are you open for that, or do they have to go through a uh, a process? How does that work? Well, that that's why we started all these partnerships, so that we can start doing some talent sharing where our guys can go there and their guys can come here so that there's fresh faces for these fans to see all the time. So I think it's a win-win when these partnerships are done, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, making some more partnerships with different promotions from all over the world. Well, I mean, let's say when uh, – let's like a wrestler from down here in North Dakota wanted to come up there and 
uh, work with you guys. Uh, would you guys be open to that, or do you have to have them send in tapes yeah. or Well, yeah, they, that's or, the process. We, we got to see what we're going to get, and, yeah, they can send tapes to us, and uh, we take a look at it, and definitely uh, we're willing to work with anybody. And uh, do you, uh, have you, uh, to this point, had any um, – uh, had any wrestlers uh, move up to the big dance like AEW or the WWE? Actually, my first student that I trained by the name of Sidney I. King Bateman, uh, he is now presently signed to NXT. Uh, his name is Akeem Young, if you guys want to check him out on NXT. Uh, and uh, I couldn't be much more happier for him, man. It's like a you know, a dad watching his son make it to the big leagues, you know, like uh, I was in uh, just in awe uh, when he signed his contract and I can't believe he's there. And I look forward for uh, many years to come to watch him on television, see him do his thing. He's incredible. And uh, one, one other thing here real quick. And uh, I did send you uh, an address. Hopefully you might be able to send us some autographs for some giveaways, uh, you know, um, you know, for our big, uh, uh, December show coming up. We'd appreciate whatever you can do on that. You betcha, brother. I will. As soon as I get a chance to uh, get them out to you, I will fire them off. I, I, I've been given strict instructions who gets the signed ones and who doesn't. So uh, we'll take care of you, Icon. Awesome. And uh, real quick here, so we have uh, we have uh, six minutes with you left uh we and we do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to join us it's awesome and we would like to have you on again definitely but if our fans wanted to check you guys out you guys got a facebook you got instagram you got youtube you got a twitter you got a switch you got to go all right so this is what we got we got facebook instagram and twitter and it's all the alberta wrestling academy uh, you can go to our website, thealbertawrestlingacademy.com, and check us out there. Uh, you can also check out RCW, Real Canadian Wrestling. If you guys want to see us live, we do live stream. And on the 28th, we're hoping to do a live stream so that everybody can watch the event. And I will send personally the link to you guys on the Attitude Era. Uh, and one thing, guys, that I'm really, really striving for at the Alberta Wrestling Academy, we want to work with underprivileged kids that don't get a chance to do this wrestling thing. We want to work with kids with disabilities that don't get a chance to do these things. And we're, we're striving towards that. We have a personal trainer for the kids that helps them train. Uh, we got, like I said, over 150 years of experience training them in the professional wrestling end of it. We got two guys that are uh, amateur wrestlers and between them they have 40 years experience one of them actually even trained with the Canadian Olympic team so we're actually teaching uh, amateur wrestling as well Uh, and there's more things coming on we have boxing uh, coaches that are starting to step in and take a look at what we're doing so um, um, uh, MMA fighting all kinds of stuff that's coming to our school that uh, people are are just uh, they're lining up to get in and help us out and uh, make this venture as great as it can be you know and with that being said you know uh you know, if uh, you know, Granny can get you the information. Maybe you can uh, you can help out with their wrestling for a cost. and a few wrestlers because uh, you know they help uh, kids suffering from cancer, and uh, you know that would fit right in with your wheelhouse. 
Yeah, I would love to, man. Definitely. If we can help out in any, any way by even just giving stuff to, to the, to the event that you guys can give away to fans, we, we would love to help you guys in any way we can. One thing that we're also doing at our Academy that uh, there's not too many people that are doing these are holding birthday parties for kids and it's going over huge. And we, we actually train them in the ring for an hour to get them all tuckered out before they have their cake and their pizza that's sponsored to our, to our Academy by uh, WAP pizza and uh, pal pizza. So, uh, we, I mean, we're do, we're striving to do things that other academies don't do and that's get our fans involved, get the people involved, get kids involved, kids like from five years old and up, you know, because this is a sport that everybody loves. Doesn't matter how old you are, from from five years old to ninety nine years old, you can't tell me that professional wrestling hasn't been brought up at least once in that in that age group. You know, and uh, you know, I it it is it's awesome that you know you uh, work to help with underprivileged children and kids with disabilities. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of those kids that don't have, you know mothers and fathers and whatever and you guys help provide you know even if it's for even if it's only for a couple hours you help them find a father figure or a mother figure or a brother or something, you know and it's really awesome that you guys do that well one thing we're we're really damn proud of at our academy uh, i wanted to give back in a way that nobody could give back so what we created was the steve gillespie scholarship fund and uh, what we're trying to do is get businesses behind it where they can actually pay the tuition of a child that wants to do this. Uh, you know, maybe it's a child that has uh, difficulties or a disability or a drug issue and they want to change their life. They want to get a second opportunity at life. And that's what we're trying to do. So that's why we created this Stephen Gillespie Scholarship Fund. And uh, we're hoping that some businesses uh, have uh, come on board. We already had one business that sponsored two kids, and that is uh, WAP and Pal Pizza. They they came on and gave two scholarships away at our grand opening. That uh, was a huge success. We had over 300 people come through our grand opening, and it was just absolutely amazing. You know, and like I say, it's just awesome uh, what you do, and uh, uh, I just – you know, I, I can't thank you enough for uh, being on the show tonight, and uh, uh, we'd love to definitely have you guys. We'd love to have you back on again, uh, and uh, any uh, uh, any shows that you have that you want to promote, uh, our uh, our Facebook page is off the roast because Facebook won't let us change our name to Attitude Era Live because they consider it to be offensive or combative, which I don't get either. But you know how Facebook can be. Uh, yeah. so, uh, but I'll tell you what, we do appreciate you, uh, you taking time out of your schedule. Um, and like I say, I, I, I know I keep saying this, but I can't thank you enough, uh, for taking time to be with us tonight. You are, you are a great guy and, uh, I'm glad that, uh, you're now part of the Attitude Era family and, uh, thank you, you're like a brother. So I appreciate it. Not not a problem, and I, I can't thank you guys enough to reaching out to me and having me do this. This is uh, incredible. Like I said, the response that we're getting for what we're doing is absolutely out of this world. Uh, it's just sometimes actually overwhelming. I was talking to my partner, Ed Anderson, 
formerly known as the Renegade Kid for uh, Stampede Wrestling. And I told him, man, at our grand opening, I nearly teared up and started crying at, at the, the amount of support that we were getting. It was just absolutely amazing. We had over 17 door prizes. Uh, probably the amount of money that we gave away at our, at our grand opening was like almost $10,000 in door prizes. It was just absolutely amazing, the response we got. And, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, uh, I'll work on, uh, seeing if I can uh, get some, uh, things that you guys can give away as well. Uh, you I'll betcha. Some, anything, uh, anything we can do for you, man, anything at all. You just, you let me know and, uh, we'll definitely t-shirts, hats, whatever the hell you guys need for any event that you're doing. You get a hold of me, brother. You know how to, you know how to do that through Facebook. So, uh, and we'll definitely, we'll definitely take care of anything you guys need. And awesome. tell, tell Granny, tell Granny, we even got a midget for her that she can check out. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> that sounds like fun. <laughs> he calls himself <laughs> Big Bruce. Big <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> we do have a nine five two one. All right, thanks, Benny. Have a good night. Appreciate it. Bye. Thanks, Benny. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, man. That's this was so awesome. All right. Thank you very much. That was Vinny, ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend out of Canada from our friends up north. Uh, and he's from Calgary. He's not from Winnipeg. So there you go. Our friends uh, up north, as long as it's not Winnipeg, right? Exactly. Well, I'll tell you what. I uh, I guess our next guest is on, so uh, we'll go ahead and bring them on. I'll introduce them, and then we'll have some fun with uh, our All next right. guest. All right. So, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, she is what you would call Rebel Rock with a capital R. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Tempest Crane. Hey, everybody. This is Tempest. Uh, You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with host. And Weird Heroes, Strange Champions, The Icons, The Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster, proving that once again that the tyranny of the rat race is not yet final. Uh, hey, we have uh, Tempest Green as our guest here. We have 38 minutes here with uh, Tempest. So here's what we're going to do here. We're going to have a lot of fun with this. Uh, we're going to pack a lot of stuff in this 38 minutes Uh So if you want to give us a little background about yourself, then uh, we'll ask you a few questions and we'll have some fun. Okay. Um, well, I'm Tempest. I play in the band Harsh Reality. I was formerly in All the Pretty Horses, uh, also in Apocalypse Theater. Uh, I've been a musician for 30-some years, toured 38 out of 50 states, Spain, Amsterdam, New Zealand, and the U.K., uh, won Minnesota Music Academy Award for Best Hard Rock Band, several other nominations for some other things, no wins, but that one. But, hey, that's what counts. Well, you know, uh, now that you've been on the show, uh, that's that's a win-win. So now they got to vote for you, and they got to they got to give you that prize that uh, has eluded you. That's awesome. Uh, so now, you uh, you live in uh, the great state of Minnesota, correct? That is correct. And uh, you know, you mentioned uh, that uh, you're uh, uh, that you're into uh, punk rock, uh, which is which I find really really awesome. Uh, have you, have you and your band put out any, uh, CDs at all? Uh, we've released seven CDs and we've actually got a, a new album written, but not recorded yet. 
the whole uh, pandemic plague thing got kind of in the way, so we couldn't all be in the same room with each other. That's been put on hold, but we will be doing some recordings. And I have some special guest spots coming up on a couple albums I can't really talk about right now, but they'll be coming out sometime in the next year. And, uh, you know, you mentioned you put out uh, seven albums. Uh, what uh, of the songs that you've done on the seven albums, what would you say is your all-time number one hit or most requested that uh, when you're at a show that fans want you to hammer out on the, on the, on the guitar? Um, dead weight. Um, that's definitely one of the favorites that uh, we've been playing that for probably a, a good 20 years and it always goes over well at the crowds and we, we play it pretty much every show. Uh, the only time is that they shut us off before the end. So, and occasionally that happens. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, uh, you, there's one, there's one kind of uh, question that I, I've been, uh, I've been meaning to ask. And like I say, we're going to cover all aspects of uh, your career, but uh, the icon made a collector's card for you. And uh, the, the picture that were used, uh, there, you're playing a guitar and you're, uh, I don't know what the hell you're doing with, with a grinder. Could you tell us what the hell is going on there? Well, it's just one of the parts of the show. Uh, very early on, I was, I was hugely influenced by Kip. Uh, when I was growing up, I wanted to be Gene Simmons. Little did I know I'd end up wearing as much makeup as he was, but um, I, I, I really was hugely influenced by Kiss, and I remembered Ace Freely and his smoking guitar and things like that. Later on, when we played in uh, All the Pretty Horses, um, uh, one of our dancers used a, a grinder as part of her dance routine, which was very sexy, very evocative and everything, and I decided I wanted to use that as part of my show, but I didn't want to put down the guitar. So basically, I bolted a, a steel plate on the bottom of my bass guitar, and I used a grinder on it. And the thing howls, and sometimes it blows up pieces of the PA, but uh, it looks awesome and sounds great. Well, you know, uh, we had a we have a we had a guest on. Uh, uh, she's a wrestler slash dancer. Her name was Calamity Kate, and she uh, does something with a grinder, but she has a um, uh, a chastity belt that she grinds on when she's wearing that. So it's, uh, yours, yours isn't as dangerous, uh, but it, it is a cool effect. I, I don't know if it's more dangerous or less dangerous. I am trying to balance uh, probably 30 pounds of guitar across my chest while bending backwards and using a grinder on it. So you, you get six of one and half does the other. And I, I've had my share of grinder bites and they do bite. Uh, well, not, nothing, uh, serious or just like burns or just like, like cuts or nicks or, uh, no, you, you lose skin if you make contact with a grinder. That, that's pretty much guaranteed at that point. I, I, I can just imagine what that'd be like, you know, you're singing a tune then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, see, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, I, I, I've come off stage bloody more than once, but I mean, it, it's all part of the show and it's all part of rock and roll. You know, if rock and roll is, is safe and clean and something that your parents like, it ain't rock and roll. So it, it's got to be kind of dirty. It's got to be dangerous. It's got to be larger than life. And, and that's the type of show we like to put on. Uh, Tempest Crane is our guest here. Uh, we have, um, well, we have about 32 minutes, and I'm loving this interview already because uh, we're, we're going to get deeper here. I, I Trust me. Uh, we'll kind of bring uh, we'll bring our co-hosts in and see what they got. Uh, Granny, what do you got for our guest, Tempest Crane? Go ahead. Well, what what made you want to become a musician? I mean, kind of 
start us, you know, take us a little bit on your journey. What made you decide you wanted to, to do that career? It's basically the fulfillment of a childhood dream. I, I, I'm very lucky. I'm, I'm quite blessed to actually be able to be doing one of the things I always dreamed of doing, even as a kid. Um, when I was about six or seven years old, my mom belonged to one of those old school, old school, like RCA record clubs where every month, if you didn't send back the card, they would send you the album of the month, whether you wanted it or not. Yeah, and one time yeah. she got uh, the album Kiss Destroyer. And I was just a kid. I was into comic books and stuff. And I took a look at the cover and they looked like superheroes to me. Uh, and I just knew I wanted to be that. Whatever that was, that's what I wanted to be. So there I was, a, a little six-year-old kid, running around the, the playground, uh, parking lots and things like that at school, singing Sweet Pain and God of Thunder and things like that, and dreaming of being Gene Simmons or Ace Frehley or something like that, these, these larger-than-life characters that were putting on such a show. And, you know, I begged, pleaded, and, you know, groveled to my mother to buy me a guitar. And I did that for probably about the next uh, 10, 12 years. And the answer was always no. They would never buy me a guitar. But that actually turned out to be a blessing in disguise because I had to work a shitty job at a shitty fast food place uh, for six months to save up all the money. I went to the one music store in town and a pawn shop. I picked up an amplifier and I picked up a guitar and I've never put it down since because I had to work for it and it meant something to me. And so the hell if I was ever going to quit. Awesome. And uh, what kind of guitar was it that you bought? I, I don't even think it had a brand on it. I, it, was, it was so cheap. It was like a hundred dollar guitar at a pawn shop. So I, I have no idea. It had like a, a broken tuning peg. I had to use a pair of pliers on it, just uh, wrench it into tune. Um, my first real bass was, was an Ibanez uh, ESD-404, um, and I still have that guitar today. I've only ever sold one guitar, and that was the one with the broken tuning peg from the pawn shop. And uh, do, you have a, do you have a favorite uh, brand of guitar like myself? I, happen to own, I, have, a, I have a Fender Stratocaster that I own. Uh, how about you? I, I figured you'd be more like a, a Gibson-type uh, uh, artist. Um, I, I like Ibanez guitars because their neck is really slim and really fast. Um, I play a lot of speed metal, a lot of really aggressive stuff, a low-radius neck that I can move really fast on. Uh, I like that. Uh, I like the Ibanez, um, oh, what is it, the uh, Soundgear SR800 model because it had a parametric EQ built into it so you could actually sculpt the tone of the mid-range instead of just having a fixed mid-range style where it was either up or down. Um, I really like the Ibanez. I've also got some Schechners. I've got some BC Rich. Um, the BC Rich I love, but they're always neck heavy. They take a dive to the ground the moment you take the, your hand off the headstock. Uh, so you got to kind of carry them around with you at the gig the entire time. Plus, they weigh a freaking ton. But they look awesome. They're sexy as hell, and they play really well. Um, but always the, the Ibanez is my first one that I reach for because I, I know that one will give me the tone and the playability that I want every single time. So, how many guitars would you say that you own presently? Um, I've got 22 basses, probably about uh, nine acoustic guitars, and about a, a dozen or so electric guitars. I, I don't actually count anymore. <laughs> it was just one of my, once again, it, it, they're kind of frivolous. You, you don't need that many guitars. But it's one of those things that I saw when I was growing up. Like, 
you know, you'd look in the magazines and you'd see like Hit Parader magazine, <clears throat> Circus magazine. You'd see all the cats and they'd be in their house and their their mansions with this wall of guitars and everything behind them. And I decided I wanted that. And if I want something, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get it. And at, at one point, I was able to do so. You know, and I'll understand uh, if you don't want to answer this question, but what was, what is the most expensive guitar you own? I'll understand if you don't want to answer the question, but I'm just kind of curious. Um, let's see, most expensive guitar that I own? I, I, I've got a uh, Sakini uh, acoustic guitar that's about uh, $1,500. A, uh, oh, what is it? An ESP uh, AX404. Not four or five. I can't remember the exact model, but it's one of the Axe models um, that was about twelve hundred dollars as well. I mean, it, it, it's not about the dollars. It's you know, if you find a guitar that plays well and gives you the tone that you want, and it's one hundred and fifty bucks, buy the damn thing. You know, don't always go by what the the ticket price is on things. So it's just go by what, what gets the job done. And uh, you know, kind of mention a little bit of. Uh, you know, COVID and everything. Let me ask you this, uh, you know, cause, uh, we're, you know, I'm in North Dakota and, uh, we're, we're basically neighbors basically. Uh, and yeah, you're, you're basically in COVID central right now, aren't you? Yeah, unfortunately, but eventually <laughs> I, I'm going to get down and uh, see, and we can hang out hopefully, uh, when all this stuff is done. But, uh, how has uh, COVID affected, uh, your tour schedule? Have you had to blank your calendar out to a certain point? Uh, uh, do you have shows that were postponed or were rescheduled? Uh, yeah, everything got postponed. In, uh, you, you mentioned North Dakota. I, I grew up in North Dakota, actually. I, I went to high school in Devil's Lake. I went to college in Grand Forks. And in Grand Forks back in probably around 1990, there, there was a really bad cold wave and one of the really worst uh, winter storms that ever happened. And basically, I was out in it. And I was driving a Mustang. I was going to go pick up a girl. And I got stuck in a blizzard and basically tried walking to a hotel two miles away. Wind chills hit 98 below zero. Well, that was a record, record low with wind chill for Grand Forks. And I froze part of my lung. By the time I got to the hotel, I was almost dead, frostbitten, and I was coughing up blood because I had frozen some of the capillaries inside my, my lungs from basically all the air breathing in and out trying to make my way through the snow to get to the hotel. As a result of that, I've had bronchitis pretty much every year since then. And I'm a high risk for COVID. So basically as soon as COVID came out, we had to cancel everything, even rehearsal. I, I can't risk it. I hardly leave the house at my, at this point. And, uh, you know, for, uh, and I know exactly what storm you're talking about. Uh, there's a documentary called uh, 24 Hours Behind the White Wall, uh, and that's the storm that they were talking about. I know exactly which one you're in. Uh, uh, you know, so you, you went to college, uh, I would guess UND, correct? Yep, that's right. I, I majored in indecision. <laughs> and uh, you uh, you said you went to Devil's Lake, so the Devil's Lake Devils at the time, they recently changed their name. Uh, because, well, actually, uh, it was the Devil's Lake these... Satan's back in the day, and nobody believes me about yeah, that, right. but my high school mascot was actually Satan. No, no way. Yeah, we had little blonde cheerleaders bouncing up and down going, go, Satan, go, go, Satan, go. But it was true. Team colors were black and red. We had a giant devil on the center of the basketball court and everything. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The Devil's Lake Satans, uh, they've uh, recently recently changed their name uh, because, uh, you know, uh, with all the political correctness, uh, they can't (laughs) – 
uh, you know, they can't uh, use the. Um, I'm trying to think of what their name is now. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. But uh, the firebirds, the firebirds, or the flames, or something like that. I know at one point they're they're talking about the flames, and I think, well, great. Now you have the flaming football team and the flaming basketball team, which is perfectly fine by me. But um, that that's a different story. Right, and you know, it, you know, it's awesome. Now, kind of curious about uh, your uh, stage uh, um, outfits. And uh, now, now, don't get me wrong. I love, I love how you look, and I, I think you're, I think you're beautiful, and I think you're awesome. But uh, you know, you mentioned you have you put on more makeup uh, than Kiss. Uh, how long does it take you to get uh, ready before a show? It, it depends on how long I have, to be honest with you. If you give me 15 minutes, I'll be ready in 15 minutes. If you give me an hour, I'll take an hour. Um, it, it really comes down to that. It, I, I have come in. I've, I've done three shows in one day in three different clubs and basically had to race in between different cities and suburbs and things like that just to do shows. And, you know, you, you slam in there and you hit the dressing room and you just do what you need to do and then you get to, get your ass on stage. And that's what you do. Well, do you, well, do you have a, do you have a preference? Uh, would you rather have a longer time or shorter time, or doesn't it matter? I, I'd really prefer to have at least half an hour to an hour to, to get ready because when I go on stage, it, it's a very dominatrix style look. It's thigh high boots, it's uh, fishnet, um, it, it's a song, it's a corset made out of leather, the leather bra, and the hair is all done up and everything. Sometimes I do ponytails ratted up and everything. Um, think maybe a little bit of uh, Motley Crue combined with a little bit of Marilyn Manson. Which is awesome. Now, uh, there is one uh, cool thing, uh, and if our fans are listening, uh, are wondering um, uh, about uh, Tempest, and I'm going to, we still got, uh, we still got 21 minutes with you. We're not going to let you get off that easy, but uh, there is one post that you had on your Facebook page that I like, and Vince McMahon going, you're Fire! <laughs> I, I love that post. That's awesome. You know which one post I'm referring to, correct? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. They're the one with Vince McMahon. Yeah, I, I love that. Uh, and, I and that was back from when, um, you know, that, that tangerine turd blossom that we call Trump uh, was doing a, a little micro stint there with uh, WWE, at that time WWF. Um, and kind of, you know, did an angle with that and and thankfully got fired, which should have been fired out of the White House a long time ago. But then again, you're going to get me on a political rant now because I won't shut up. Well, uh, well, we'll, uh, we'll kind of, we'll, we'll come back to that uh, because we we can have some fun. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, you know, once you get me talking on that, we'll get like half your listeners to hate me for sure. But that's okay too, because I'm all right with that. (laughs) I never worry about anything. Well, see, here's here's the thing about our one thing we usually don't uh, talk about is politics. We kind of like uh, say that for another show, uh, usually on uh, you know Sunday nights or midnight when no one else is listening, so they don't get on our case. But uh, oh, then why did you call me now? Oh my God! All right, anyway. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll get you rescheduled for the political show. Don't worry about it. Uh, so. Uh, unfortunately, because of COVID, you know you're you're basically quarantined because you know you're high risk and everything. You uh, and I, and I know this may sound like a stupid question, 
But uh, do you uh, are you booking things out uh, for later on when uh, this thing uh, normalizes, or do you? I've got some know. plans for when things normalize. Right now, my my biggest plan is to, to hit the studio and and get our our last album recorded. Like say, we we wrote an entire album worth of material, and we never actually got a chance to go in and record it. And like I say, I I can't even risk being into the same room with my my band members. And I, I encourage them to kind of, you know, social distance and, you know, keep themselves as well because, you know, we're, we're all musicians. None of us are making a whole ton of money. We don't have a whole lot of great insurance or anything like that. And so if any of us get sick, it, it's kind of a serious deal. And uh, I don't know if uh, – I, I know the Monday night football game is over. Big Swing is doing, like, triple duty. Uh, I don't know if Big Swing is there. If he's got a question, I, I know that he loves – I know that he loves great rock and roll music because he is a DJ himself. Uh, you know, I I sent you a uh, you know an, uh, an address for some giveaways. Uh, hopefully, uh, I know you think maybe you could send us a, like a CD or two. Maybe you could play to some of the shows. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'll send you. I'll box up some CDs. I'll get you some photos. I'll get you some posters. Whatever you guys need, I'll get it in the mail for you. <clears throat> Do you have a do you, uh, of all the, you said you mentioned you put out seven CDs, right? Yeah. And you're working on the eighth. You know, uh, back in the day, you know, I put out a comedy CD and went aluminum. I, I'm sure you sold more copies than that. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I've had some stuff come out with came out like number ninety nine with an anchor. So you know, um, <laughs> but you know, I I got to eat too. You know, so we do shows. We've, we've generally made more money off live shows and CD sales. Um, the entire recording industry and everything is, is just gone completely dead. Um, the only glimmer of hope right now that I see are independent artists getting themselves on YouTube and through independent release formats. You're not going to get your stuff on the radio, chances are. Um, the, the radio stations are all owned pretty much by Clear Channel. Uh, what is it, 93% of the radio stations in the United States are all owned by the same company. They all form, uh, use the same format, the same programming guide. The DJs don't get to pick the music. It, it's all delivered to them, you know, basically electronic. But now there's, there's YouTube and there's, there's other, you know, Spotify and such, where independent artists are starting to make a comeback, and the people are picking the hits, you know. Um, one of my, my, my favorite bands recently that I, I kind of discovered uh, about two years ago, the Dead South, uh, which is kind of a, a, a bluegrass type band, kind of country. Um, think of it as like a soundtrack to a spaghetti western, they sound like. Uh, but they're brilliant. And uh, when I started listening to them, nobody knew who they were. Well, now they're all over the place touring and, and things like that, all because they had success. They did a few clever videos on YouTube, and their songs were just that good that even without radio airplay, it caught on. You know, let, let's kind of touch on that a little bit. You know, you talked about Spotify, uh, Tube, and all that stuff. Uh, you know, and then, you know, back in the day, there was the, the Napster controversy. What what was your opinion on that if, uh, you know, with Napster and downloads and uh, uh, how that affects the business? What is your uh, take on, on something like that with the downloads and all that? Well, the record companies didn't get behind it fast enough. Um, basically, a, a lot of uh, artists that are still making money off conventional record sales and things like that are making a lot of it off of Spotify and iTunes and, and digital formats like that. But the record companies fought so hard against it, they missed the boat. 
you know, and if they had jumped on it right away and found a way to monetize it, people were willing to pay for the music. They just weren't willing to pay an exorbitant rate. Um, and, and that was that was a mistake when everything went to CDs because when they went to CDs, all of a sudden <clears> your <throat> albums that used to cost ten dollars were now costing fourteen dollars or nineteen dollars, and they weren't as appealing. You know, back in the LP days, you used to have these beautiful record covers. You know, you'd get the album and the, the artwork on the album, you could put it up on your wall just by the album itself. But you get yourself a cassette tape or you get yourself a CD and the artwork is all uh, reduced down. And it just isn't as appealing. And you, you don't get the same experience. For your, uh, for your albums and your uh, album covers, do you, uh, do you have a designer or do you come up with the, the schemes for the albums? Uh, thus far, I've done all the album artwork uh, for our releases. I, I do it digitally on my computer. Um, I, I also do some modeling and things like that on the site. So I've got a photo studio, so I just go in and I, I do some uh, photo shoots, and then I mix it with some other photos that I take around, and I just come up with something that, that works out, uh, and then maybe do some digital modification of it. That's that's really awesome. We have uh, Tempest Crane as our guest here. We got uh, 15 minutes here with Tempest, uh, and I'm still waiting for uh, Big Swing. I, I I know that he, uh, you know, being a DJ, I'm sure Big that he has some swing, questions. That <laughs> Big Swing, yeah. Uh, you know, he's a he's a golfer and a hockey player. That's how I get the name Big Swing. And of course, you know, Granny, you know, she's a big time wrestler, wrestling fan. So. Uh, you know, uh, if you're mean to her uh, and she's sitting ringside, you know, she has a hurricane that she might hit you with. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, I've been a, a lifelong wrestling fan myself. Um, I, I, I basically, I, I grew up watching it uh, on, you know, cable access and everything else. And basically, anything I could get, Georgia Championship Wrestling, uh, Deep South. Um, you know, I, I love Jim Cornette. I, I love the old trying to get behind it, but sometimes it gets a little bit goofy. Well, you know, it's interesting how you bring that up. We can kind of touch on this. Uh, see, our, our <clears> show, <throat> Attitude Air Live, it started off, the, the name of the show started off as Off the Ropes, and we used to come on the air for two hours complaining about how bad the WWE is. And uh, that got, uh, that was fun for about a month. And then I'm like, well, geez, why don't I, why don't I branch out? Why don't I get us some celebrities such as yourself? Why don't I get us some independent wrestlers like we had before you came on? You know, and, uh, you know, and we branched out, and uh, you know it, it. It's funny how you mentioned uh, Granny and I are, ourselves. We're we're more of the old school, like you said, like Jim Cornette uh, and Big Swing. He's more of the, uh, you know, he's one of the newer people, like uh, Edge and Lita and all that. Uh, but if you had to pick an all-time favorite wrestler, who would it be? If I, if I had to pick an all-time favorite wrestler, can I pick a tag team? Yeah, that's fine. Legion of Doom, hands down, Road Warriors. Awesome. They they worked stiff as hell. And, you know, but part of that was part of the show. And if they they didn't do that, um, it wouldn't have been as effective. And, and, you know, I I pity some of the guys that, you know, uh, you know, on Sunday morning TV had to go in the ring with them. They they must have been scared to hell um, because they worked so stiff. But at the same time, it was effective because if you faked it too much, you know, if you if you did too much of this ping pong bouncing off ring ropes, flip flip flop flip all over the place, it's not believable anymore because the guy is standing there in the middle of the ring for fifteen minutes waiting for you to hit the spot. You know, and uh, you know, 
I could see you as as uh, uh, being able to step in the ring and have a good time. I could see I could see you do that. Uh, actually, there's a promotion. I, I can't really name the name of it. Uh, I've been in talk with back out east that once this COVID stuff is done, I'm going to come out and it looks like I'm going to go into a, a manager role initially and later do a little bit of ring work. I'm 51 years old. My body isn't going to last very long in there. But I think I can make a limited run, and I would have a, a blast with it, as long as they promise to bring me in as a heel. <laughs> well, you know, um, see, I, I, I can well, do the heel. I can do a face turn later, but a heel is easy. I can get people to hate me. I know how to do that. <laughs> well, uh, well, you well, know, you, you know what they Brandy, what they say. Brandy? What well what? Well, what they tell, say about tell, the heels? Tell, yeah, tell us, tell us what you think about the heels. Go ahead. Well, first of all, Granny loves old school wrestling for for one thing, but I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels. I mean, I'm 58 years old, and I had a very good wrestling friend that I've known for many years, and he got in my face one night, and they're always telling me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip, and he says, Granny. Don't you have a curfew at the nursing home? And I grabbed my car keys out of my purse, and I threw my fist up in his face with my car keys in my fist. I said, baby, I don't need no curfew. I don't have a curfew because I got keys to the building. And he ran off screaming. So <laughs> I can talk some pretty good I, I, I smack. Can that. I can do that. You, you I, sound like I, my kind I mean, of girl. Well, you know, and the thing is, you know, you mentioned Jim Cornette. You know, I'm personal friends with beautiful Bobby Eaton. And okay. his his booking agent, Brian Thompson, you know, he's always the heelish type of character. And we were at a, a wrestling show in Harrison, Arkansas. It was a legend show. And he had a lot of the, they had a lot of the legend wrestlers there. Bobby Eaton was there, Cowboy Bob Orton. I mean, you name it. I mean, Bill Dundee. I mean, they had a lot of legend people there. And Brian says, Granny, what are you doing here? And I said, shut up, Brian Thompson. I didn't come to see you. I came to see Bobby. And Bobby says, yeah, Brian, shut up and leave Granny alone before I have to hurt you. And, of course, you know, this, you know, Bobby didn't do a lot of wrestling, you know, here when I met Bobby personally. You know, he was just doing a lot of appearances and things like that, you know, for, for traditional championship wrestling that used to run in Arkansas. But... I love, I mean, I've had dinner with Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Tommy Dreamer. I mean, Tommy Dreamer used my cane on Matt Riviere at the last TCW show that they ran in 2013. And I tell you, I just, I love doing, I mean, I've met Ricky and, I'm personal friends with Ricky and Robert, the Rock and Roll Express, Trevor Murdoch. I mean, you know, I, the name goes on. I've met Ron Simmons, Tony Atlas. I mean, Ron Simmons oh, told Tony me. Tony Atlas was one granny, of my favorites from way back in the day as he well. Says, he says, Granny, he says, you are that type of fan. You are that true fan that we don't see anymore, that we just so loved back in the day. And, I mean, I consider that a very nice compliment from such a legend like Ron Simmons. And Cowboy Bob Orton, it was so funny. He was at a wrestling show in Harrison, and he literally just stops right in the middle of the match because I was standing up hollering at him. And he stands and he turns around and he stomps his foot and he puts his fist on his hips and he's granny and he starts shaking his finger at me. I said, what? He says, I thought we were friends. I said, we are. He said, then why are you booing me? I said, because you're not being a very good boy right now, Bob Orton. 
I <laughs> just totally <laughs> threw him. I mean, I left the man speechless. He just didn't know what to say after that. <laughs> well, I like say I, you know, I I definitely would would give it a try. Like I don't know how far I could go with it or anything like that, but I would love to give it a try if I ever got a chance to be in the ring. Like I, I'm I'm in some talks with some people to go out east for a little while. Uh, spend a couple months training so I can actually do it right, and so I, I don't look like a just like an idiot in there. Um, and, and that was the other condition. Like it, they they asked me if I'd be interested in doing it. It's like only if you actually train me so I know what the hell I'm doing. So I, I don't want to go in there and I don't want to look like an idiot. It, it, that just devalues everything. And I, I have uh, too much respect for for the wrestling industry and the the art of it really uh, to go in there and just try to you know fake it and, you know, put something together based on what I've seen without knowing what I'm doing. Uh, Tempest Crane is our guest here. we got seven minutes uh, left with Tempest. So so we can uh, get this and then uh, we'll, uh, uh, then I'm going to ask you some uh, tougher questions here. Um, if our fans wanted to check you out and see what you're doing, you got Instagram, you got YouTube, you got a Facebook, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got a GoFundMe, um, You 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 can find me all over the place. Uh, You look up Tempest Crane or Tempest TS Rockdoll. Just Google me. You can find me. Um, I'll give you a fair warning, though. I've also worked in adult video, so you may find a lot more of me than you're anticipating for. So make sure the kids are out of the room if you Google me, um, because you will find me. That's for certain. Uh, Okay. Well, we we can touch on that a little bit. I put that out as fair warning. If, if people are out there typing my name in search engines looking for more of me, you can find me at Tempest Crane on Facebook, uh, TS Rockdoll on uh, Twitter. Uh, I, I've got OnlyFans pages and so on and so forth. I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. I've been doing it a long time. So if someone Googles you, they're not going to see any like China-like stuff, are they? What's that? They're not going to see any like uh, you know like China like stuff, are they? You know, like the wrestler China. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I would say they, they see a little bit of that. <laughs> but when I say I've worked awesome. in adult video, I've worked in in genuine adult video. So um, actually, you know, talking about that, there was one time I was working with somebody. I was doing a, a dominatrix scene, and that, that I. It was, it was almost like a wrestling moment. I, in fact, I even used wrestling as an analogy. I told him he needed to sell what I was doing, and he didn't understand that concept because, you know, I was basically whipping his ass and things like that. And he wasn't reacting. I was like a statue. He, he, he was killing my scene. And I was just wailing on the guy and things like that. And, and, and finally, I hit him so hard we had to take a break. And then we, we came back from the break, and, you know, I, I said something to him, and he goes, yes, mistress. And I said, what? He goes, yes, 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 mistress. What did you call me? He said, mistress? I said, mistress is a name for girls that don't know that they're in control. Do I look like somebody that's not in control? And I slapped him hard across the face, slapped the taste out of his mouth. And there's a, a pair of pliers left on the set, just, just off the camera range. I reached over, I grabbed a pair of pliers, and I said, stick out your tongue. And he stuck out his tongue, and I grabbed his tongue with a pair of pliers, I said, next time you call me a mistress, I will pull out your teeth and feed you with them. And he started crying on camera, on film. The director loved it. <laughs> well, uh, hey, that just goes to prove don't don't mess with uh, don't mess with Tempest at all. Uh, you know, real quick here, and that, that was like know, one of my best things because it was he didn't know if I was faking it or I was just going with the moment. I was like, okay, I got to do something to save this scene because otherwise it's going to be boring as hell. Because this guy is not reacting to anything I'm doing. So 
So I got to make it real to make it work. And so that's what I did because that's what it required. That's awesome. You know, uh, I noticed that, uh, you know, you're friends with uh, a few uh, uh, on your Facebook page. I'm, I'm kind of checking it out. Uh, uh, we got we got a lot of mutual friends. Uh, as a matter of fact, you're uh, friends with a few people that we've had on our show. Uh, Lindy Gabriel. Uh, yeah, uh, Sherwin from Lynn. Gabriel and the Apocalypse. And Sher- Sherwin Linton? I, I, I know you know who Sherwin Lynn is because you're, you're friends with him on Facebook. Uh, you know, um, uh, I, I'm actually honored to say I've been on stage with him twice uh, to do uh, my favorite childhood song that he does called The Three Bears. Uh, you know, eventually, uh, hopefully I could be on stage with you. And, uh, you know, if you know, I'm not going to – I'll make sure there's no pliers around or anything. But uh, I think that would be <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah, we'll, 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 you know, once I get back to and show some things like we would definitely love to have you up. That's awesome. Uh, Tempest Crane is our guest here. We got, uh, we got about three minutes here left. Uh, so, you know, you, uh, you got, uh, how many songs, uh, that you, uh, are going to be putting on your album when you get to start recording it? Uh, what do I got for this one? I, I think I got like eight, maybe nine. You know, it, back in the day, you used to always have to have at least, nine or ten songs for an album and now that everything has gone digital people don't buy cds so much anymore they'll buy cds at the show but cds aren't flying off the shelf for anybody anywhere i i think to have a number one hit these days you only have to sell like uh 45,000 copies of physical records it, it's that bad people are buying what they want either digitally or piecemeal one song at a time and, and so you know basically once we get in the studio we'll record the the you know, eight, nine, ten songs, whatever we've got um, written, we'll record them. We'll see how everything turns out in the recording. If they're all solid, then all of them go on the album. If I got seven that's that's solid, hey, great, it's an EP, stick it out anyway. I don't give a shit. So uh, now uh, fans can uh, get your albums uh, through your website, or can they go on Amazon, or can they? Uh, they, like they can a, find them on uh, Amazon. They can find them on CD Baby. Um, and uh, various other, like, iTunes and places like that. That's, that's so if you awesome. look for Harsh Reality and, or Apocalypse uh, Theater. Now, uh, one of the things, uh, I was in All the Pretty Horses. We won the Minnesota Music Academy Award for Best Hard Rock Band back in 2006, but I never got a chance to record with that band. Unfortunately, the singer went solo, uh, went her own direction with that, and the drummer and I went back and we reformed my band, Harsh Reality, which incidentally was started in North Dakota in Grand Forks back in 1989. And uh, real quick here, uh, you know, uh, when an artist is on stage, they always uh, uh, introduce their band members. So tell us about your band members. Um, well, well, currently I've got them on guitar. I've got Jendine Forberg uh, on drums. Jendine was with me in All the Pretty Horses. She is a world-class drummer for Wolverines for over 40 years, also plays one hell of a, a metal drum kit um, here in the Twin Cities. Vim uh, Vimana is on guitar. He is a guitar god. I've never played with anybody quite like that. Uh, I've played some really, really good guitar players. Everybody in the band over the entire career has been really good guitar players, but Vim, Vim's from another planet as far as I'm concerned. And he, he goes with the whole UFO, alien love type thing uh, to go along with that, too. Uh, on vocals, I've got Nick right now. 
Um, but there's a possibility of maybe some scratch with Odie and maybe a couple other people that are kind of famous that I've been talking with that, that might be guesting on a few tracks. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we got a Tempest Crane here. we got uh, two minutes here left. Uh, and, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, if we haven't scared you away too much, uh, we can get you back on with us and, uh, you know, you'll be able to uh, reveal uh, some of those uh, uh, guest appearances and who they were. And, uh, you know, uh, we'd, uh, we'd definitely love to have you back, and you're awesome. And I'm really biting my tongue because yeah. I I, I'm so excited about some of the people that I'm, I'm talking with at, about working with. Uh, that I, I want to tell you about it. I really, really want to tell you about it, but I don't want to jinx myself, and because nothing is in the bag yet, I, I, I don't want to put it out there and put them into a weird space with it either. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, maybe, uh, uh, you know, around the summertime, uh, we can get you back on again, and uh, uh, we'd uh, we'd love to talk to you more, and uh, we can have some more fun with you. And uh, like I say, uh, when uh, COVID's over, Hopefully sooner than later. Uh, not this is not a political statement, but uh, now that we got a better guy in the White House, I think things will uh, go better. Uh, then hopefully, uh, maybe I can uh, get together and uh, uh, you know meet and whatever and chat and you know you can teach me how to play uh, guitar and or smash it over my head, whatever works. Uh, I'll, I'll take I'll take the latter. I'm good. Okay. Well, I have the. I've got a few cheap guitars I could smash. That, that's okay. I'll do that. <laughs> you don't want the okay, electric I've ones, always... though. Those are solid. <laughs> They'll knock your ass out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember back in the day, the honky-tonk man, what he used to do with his guitars and Jeff Jarrett, you know. Um, yeah. But it, well, they, they went through <laughs> one guitar every show. That was for sure. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We want to thank you for joining us. You're awesome. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, we will we, definitely have you back on again And whatever you can send us for giveaways We would appreciate it Absolutely, absolutely I'll, I'll get that stuff off in the mail for you This week for you How about that? Thanks, Tempus We appreciate it Cheers, much love, honor, and respect Bye-bye Have a good night yeah. hey Guys, that was awesome I was, listening. I was listening on my headphones Sorry, I couldn't really contribute Um but uh, another great show in the books the number one wrestling podcast on the internet has another successful show and I will see you guys next week check out the Facebook for more updates coming up